So today we're going to be talking about experience and how the knowledge that you have to offer differs from actual experience that you have to that you have to tell um, as opposed to just reading you know a fictional narrative or reading about an experience that some other people may have in a non-fiction book and how that experience that you have and the you know the pleasure or the pain that you experience um, it helps you connect to others that are going through the same thing or that have experienced the same thing uh, it creates intimacy in conversation with the people that are going through that you can only know so much about uh, a feeling or an emotion uh, unless you have had it uh, like Deep, uh, deep traumatic experiences or very happy experiences can only be tangible uh, if, you, if you can understand them and if you've gone through them. And that's why a lot of people will uh, be able to bond over different types of experiences, whether good or bad, uh, and that will help them grow together. And I mean, I guess a good point is that, I mean, they're intangible. It's like, you know, you, you feel something and it feels like you can never forget that feeling. It's it's something that, you know, and, and certain times if you're feeling something really unpleasant, you think that it's never going to subside. You're just going to feel that forever because it's so strong and overwhelming. And I think the same thing could be said about extreme joy or love or happiness that you feel. Um, but, you know, whenever you're trying to tell somebody else about it, it's not really something that they're going to be able to understand or connect to unless they... Unless they have felt it before or they're feeling it currently. And that can create a disconnect and, and that means that that person uh, trying to empathize with you will only be able to do so, so much and it will be like venting. And there's like really good authors and writers just that try to uh, either work it into their story and try to make you feel the, the feelings that the protagonist is feeling in the book or... If it's non-fiction, like, they can try to describe the feeling as well as they can. And sometimes they do a really good job, but at the end of the day, it's, it's something that unless you're feeling it personally, you're not going to really be able to picture it in your head or feel it uh, by proxy, I guess. As far as uh, bad feelings that come and go, uh, it can be interesting how... It'll, it can be so visceral in the time, but actually, uh, you know, maybe months or years after, you might have forgotten what that pain or negative feeling was like, and you might, you know, like we've spoken about before, you might only romanticize the good things about something, and actually, it can be quite difficult to to understand how you felt uh, a long time ago. And I mean, I would say that there's so many different things that uh, I mean I guess have nostalgia tied into it that you can be reminded of the things you felt and you can remember uh, a piece of the experience that you completely forgot about uh, and that's why sometimes nostalgia takes you off guard and sort of sends your mind spiraling and you feel like you're experiencing it again because it can be that strong sometimes if you forget a specific part to it or if you only romanticize it or you only remember it as bad 
if you remember a piece that you weren't really remembering or that you just forgot about, um, you can really feel it uh, as if you were experiencing it, cur- experiencing it currently, even though it was like a long time ago. Generally, with time comes a, a better understanding of things, and, and that can lead you to to think about things differently and uh, come to terms with, with what happens sometimes, and also uh, have realizations about uh, things that uh, in the moment you didn't know how to deal with, and so now that time has passed, then you can make amends with uh, with people and situations. And I mean, we were also talking about, you know, how we can use experience um, in conversational aspects and just like when in your relationships, if you know somebody that's going through something that they're really struggling with and you have experience with that, you can connect to them and sort of guide them in a way that nobody else would be able to, uh, no, well, nobody else that hasn't had that experience because... You know, you can you can talk to somebody about the things that you're struggling with and maybe sometimes you just need to vent, but you can really vent to anybody. Uh, but actually having a conversation with somebody and feeling like the words that you're speaking uh, are really being received by them or you feeling like you can, they can really connect to what you're saying. Um, and then especially whenever they have something to offer, uh, some guidance some advice that really speaks to what you're feeling and that's something that you can really use and I think that's really led by the experience that they've felt because since they have the experience in that they they know what it's like and they they they're not just taking um their perception from a book or from something that they've been told it's real world experience that they've felt and that they remember uh, they not only do they remember what it was like, but they remember what they did to get out of that and what they did to grow from it. Seeing someone else that has gone through a similar thing can help you with feelings that, uh, that you won't be able to get out of it, and that things won't get better. But seeing that someone else could handle this very difficult thing can give you immense uh, confidence, I think, and uh, in time to hopefulness. Hopefulness. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, we've talked about how depression is basically just like you whatever you're struggling with or like even if it's just purely being sad clinically depressed um i'd say in in true depression there is a loss of hopefulness um and i'd say you know a good way to to feel better is to find something that you can put your hope in and maybe that's yourself maybe that's a hobby or something that you find passion in your community yeah, uh, but you know, to connect to what we were talking about, I think whenever you're struggling with some with something and you don't have anybody to talk to that can really connect, or you don't know anybody that's gone through the same thing and that's made it uh, made their way out, uh, you it's really easy to feel hopeless in your situation and and not really see a way out of it, and that really leads to being stuck in that situation or that struggle for long periods of time and whenever you know somebody that can connect to the thing that you're experiencing or they like they have some wisdom to share with you like hey I went through this and trust me it feels whenever you're in it it feels like you're never gonna get out it feels like you're just going to be experiencing that forever and it's truly miserable but let me tell you like 
I did go through that, and it took me a while, but I did this and I did this, and it, uh, and I did get out of it. And it sort of gives you a model of of what they did to to get out of it, and you sort of have a little bit more structure, and you have more hope. You because you have a real world experience shared to you from another person of how they overcame this thing and I feel like that's the most hopeful thing that there is the more emotional and social experience you gain in your life generally will, will help you to, to understand uh, new things that come at you better uh, and I think uh, it'll just make you a more well-rounded person and help you to chill out all the time when, when stuff gets bad you'll, you'll be like you know I've dealt with this before uh, I know how to deal with these things um, that doesn't mean that that worse, uh, worse feelings can come again, but uh, it does mean that you'll be, I think, better equipped to, to understand how you react to them and how to proceed. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, we, we were also talking about intimacy. Um, just the, the, the intimacy that's shared among... It, it can be a large group of people talking about, talking about one specific thing that, um, that you guys have experienced or that you're going through. And I, I know we definitely had that a couple weeks ago, and it was. I think it can be really nice with large groups of people because it's something that you don't always experience. Because I feel like with larger groups of people, the conversation is just progressively more shallow, and not, not necessarily in a bad way. But there's just there's less room to to go deep in conversation whenever there's more personalities contributing. Um, there's there's more. Uh, variance in how you guys connect just personally um, but you know I think the best types of conversation at least in terms of intimacy or, or whenever it's two people talking about talking about something that's not very comfortable to talk about if you something that you're struggling with currently or something that you dealt with in the past that was really hard and something that you wasn't always really easy to open up about. But I think shared experience, it really amplifies intimacy in a conversation. Because if somebody that you're talking to, if somebody open up, opens up to you um, and just kind of opens the door to that intimacy, it makes it easier for you to open up. And then also if you feel like they understand the things that you're going through, the things that you want to talk about, it really helps because I think it's very common for for us as humans to alienate ourselves and to sort of be experiencing the things that we are experiencing and think to ourselves, oh, well, nobody else is going to understand this. Nobody else is going to get the things that I'm, that I'm wanting to say, the things that I'm feeling. Um, and then it's just, yeah, nobody else has experienced this because I myself... Uh, I'm just completely different than anybody else. As people, we don't want to feel vulnerable, and so it can be really difficult to open up sometimes. But uh, it can really be the, the main key in, in uh, creating a closer bond with someone else, but also to healing yourself. And uh, one of the main things you can help yourself with, uh, with your problems is by talking to someone else about them. Uh, and if you keep things on the inside, then uh, it's really most likely not going to go anywhere and it's going to fester within you uh, and it's going to it's going to create some negative aspects of your, your thinking I, I believe 
Well, I mean, we've talked about intra-dependence before and how it's like, you know, you don't want to be completely dependent on somebody in the same way that you don't want to look at somebody else's life and, like, just do everything that they're doing because you don't have, you don't have any ideas of what to do with yourself. And then you don't want to be completely independent. You don't want to be doing everything for yourself, never interacting with anybody else or have any strong human relationships. Um, and I'd say whenever you're dealing with something... It's it's good to, you know, do it for yourself and be stronger for it. But I'd say there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with looking at somebody else who's gone through the same thing and taking ideas from what they did to make themselves better and to overcome the struggles that they were dealing with. We and have the, to build off of each other. In the same way that like you know, like whenever you're writing, whether it's like you're writing short stories, you're writing songs, you're whenever you're creating anything, it's a lot of people frown upon taking ideas from other people because it's like, oh, you're stealing. But, you know, at this point in civilization, there's so many things that have already been done. So, I mean, I'd say there's nothing wrong with, like, taking ideas from other people as long as you're not, like, you know, stealing their idea and, and not making it your own at all. But, you know, taking little bits and pieces from different people and then making it your own and creating something completely new that you know there's so much beauty in that and i think it's the same thing with um taking ideas on what to do in your situation new things would never be created if people didn't take ideas from people, even if it's just subconsciously you know and like and, and whenever you're you're overcoming your own struggles you're dealing with your own stuff you're you're going to do it your own way but you will be taking ideas from other people because you're not just going to come up with an idea like oh i should do this based on based on no knowledge based on no prior experience or something that you you heard from somebody else you don't just you aren't just born with these with these ideas this is something very powerful to me it's like you're always learning things from other people from from books from other people telling you about experiences that they had and you you know you gather all that knowledge and it's stored away in your brain and you just you you take bits of knowledge whenever you need it as, along the way it can be really beneficial i think and just very interesting to reflect on the way that you are because of who you've been exposed to uh, you know on the flip side of things uh, you're not born with bigotry bigotry is learned from probably your family you know? or people around you and things like that um, can be really detrimental so it, it can be really interesting to analyze yourself and analyze uh, exactly the way you act the way you do if you see some things from one of your parents or, or um, you'll pick up things from your friends as well and your environment and I mean I think you know being exposed to ideas and value systems that you uh that today you are like i i guess either in disagreement with or that you just like um are very against say yeah say you come from a, a family that's like homophobic or very bigoted it's being around that and being exposed to it um it, i guess i think what's important to about it is it sort of solidifies your value systems that you create for yourself and being exposed to things that you disagree with it just further affirms 
uh, why you why you believe the things that you do believe and why you value the things that you value yeah I mean uh, sometimes you don't know how to feel about things uh, and you don't know if, if the way that you already feel about something is the way you want to and that can be an interesting kind of challenging feeling within you um, but it's important to, to question yourself lightly and just kind of uh, mull things over and maybe yeah talk to other people about things that you feel within yourself that you, you might not be quite sure of well man I've been listening to this um, to this audiobook recently and it's really powerful it's called uh, The Pragmatist's Guide to Life and I mean I'm only about like hour and a half into this audiobook and it's about six hours long uh, at the speed I'm going at least and so far it's just been talking about you know value systems and what you find to uh, be intrinsically valuable and what your objective function is you know like just like why you value the things that you do value, um, what you think your function is in life. And it's talking about a lot of things that I think a lot of people don't really question. It's just like, oh, well, I value this because obviously it's just something I value and it's because it's valuable. It's, it's a lot of really uh, heavy stuff, I think. It's like, you know, why do you think genocide is bad? That's like something that I actually talk about in it. It's like, you know, obviously I think genocide is bad because I'm not a fucked up person and I have I have any sense at all. So obviously I think that's bad, but it's like, you know, the things that, e even the things that you feel that way about, that it's like common sense, uh, it encourages you to really question why, you've, why you value things uh, even that you feel that strongly about. I think uh, to question yourself is like being vulnerable. It's not a comfortable feeling. Uh, but it can, I think, you know, especially maybe if you're writing things down or have a journal, you can uh, you can flesh out your mind and see where you're coming from, you know. Yeah, I mean, and, and this plays into the whole intimacy thing because whenever you're questioning these things with another person who is uh, pretty similar in their self-awareness as you, you can kind of like be on the same path to uh, to what you're trying to achieve together and ultimately I think with me and you at least it's we're just trying to be more and more self-aware and more content in our and the workings of our minds because whenever you're whenever you don't understand the things that your mind is doing it can lead to really a lot of confusion and, and a lot of unpleasant thoughts and it leads to a, a lot of depression I think very beneficial to just talk to other people because other people think differently and will have a different spin on every, almost every situation. You know? you know, and like being exposed to different ideas that you don't agree with, being exposed to um, to anything that you at the time aren't enjoying, I think, you know, it can lead to, it can lead to you being a stronger person and being more... Uh, more sure of what you believe more sure of what you value and it's the same thing with you know we, we're talking about experiences it's some experiences that you have are very pleasant and you're going to look back on them and you're going to miss them you know like finding new love I mean I, I look back to the beginning of my my last relationship and I miss it a lot because it was sort of it was probably the happiest I've ever been 
because you know I think each time you fall in love it's a little bit stronger because you are more sure of yourself and it's harder to fall in love like I think the the older you get and the beginning is always so so nice it's like there's so many it's the, they, 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 they talk about the butterflies in your stomach and stuff like that and it's like you look back at experiences that are very pleasant like that and you miss them um, but you seldom miss experiences that are that are harder that really shape you as a person but I say I would say I would encourage you to try to look more fondly of those unpleasant uh, experiences that you've had because they really do shape you as a person and I'd say you probably get more out of them than the the pleasant experiences that you have that really bring you a lot of happiness and I'd say um, that's something that I just recently started to think about and it's really sh it's really reshaping and reframing my value system uh, and my beliefs you wouldn't be who you are today without what has happened to you um, good or bad and it's like it's super cliche to say everybody's always like Oh, you can't you can't experience pleasure if you don't know pain. You know you can't know joy if you don't uh, if you don't feel pain. And it's it's it is super cliche, but I think it is really important. Um, you know, if you're just like going through life and you never you never allow yourself to feel pain, then you won't really then you won't really experience anything all to its full extent. Um, and if you if you go through some really tough times and you feel a lot of pain. Uh, you really struggle with a lot of um, a lot of trials in your life then you're gonna come out of it eventually and you're gonna know so much more about yourself and you're also going to be more present if you really stick to your guns and you you remain present you don't you don't disconnect then one day you will find something that makes you happy uh, say you you know you find your dream career you find something that you can be really passionate about whenever you weren't passionate about a lot of things before you you fall in love or you meet a new friend that you uh you can be intimate with and that you can share experience with in a different way than you have before um you're probably going to experience happiness that you didn't know before that that you didn't know existed before and i think in the end it will all be worth it and that's my two cents well hey i'll take that buster Yeah, you know, uh, me and the boy, we're, uh, we're down by... The bayou, fishing <laughs> some gator. Well, we're down in a green belt right now. Uh, we're at this spot where, I guess it was about two years ago, we used to come and camp with all of our friends, the friend group that we used to talk about. Well, we had some pretty crazy times over here. Yeah, man, I mean, we used to come down here, like, every other weekend and just... We'd bring down some beer. Sometimes we trip down here, um, but you know it's very being down here again after so long. It's very reminiscent um, on those experiences that we had and the, the experiences that we've looked back on and that we felt nostalgia for. There's been a lot of rains recently that have uh, eroded away a lot of the land, and it kind of makes you think about how a place can stay the same, but it can also change. You know, just like you. You know, and I, I mean, I think looking back on those experiences, I think it's very relevant to what we're talking about right now. Because it's like, 
you can read a lot of books and watch a lot of movies and learn about, you know, the the intricacies to friendships, to relationships. Um, and you can you can feel like you really know what a relationship is and what, you know, bonds and friendships are. But you're not truly going to know what the experience is like unless you have those those friendships that you know you build upon that you maintain over the years because i mean i most of the friend friends within that friend group i'm still friends with and it, i think it's very useful to look at the friendships that you have now and look at um you know what they used to be like with those same friends and how you've grown individually and how you've grown together Sometimes you drift apart, and sometimes you find new friends, uh, and that can be a part of growth itself. And, you know, I've changed so much as a person since we, we used to come down here two years ago. Um, but I think we've all changed a lot. And the, the people within the group that I've remained close with, I'd say are some of my, uh, my strongest friendships. Um, and it just goes... It really goes to say, uh, you know, what we're talking about right now, how actually experiencing things, there's there's nothing that can really uh, that can really mirror the the knowledge that you gain and the strength that you acquire mentally um, and emotionally. It's just the I think it's it's mostly in the aspect of like. For the rest of your life, you're going to go through things, and you're going to struggle with new uh, new emotions, with new things going on in your life. But the more experiences that you have, um, and knowing how to overcome those, it makes you really strong. And I, I'd say, you know, you struggle with new things, maybe things that are even more difficult than before, because of like, I guess, just the the weight of what you're dealing with. But since you are stronger and you've dealt with more things, I'd say as time goes on, it's less scary to go through things because you feel more confident in your ability to to overcome them. You know, it's like uh, I mean, it's like adolescence in general. But uh, if you use that term more freely, it's, it's the adolescence of life. You know, um, you're always learning new things throughout your entire life. Like I said before, you know, the more you experience, the more you're going to be able to understand things, and I think find more joy in the small things, and also just chill out more when uh, you would like to, you know, uh, because the more you know about anxiety and worry and, and new different feelings, the more you are most most likely just going to be able to be like relaxed and be like, you know, I've been through these things before, and they're usually not a big deal, so. And I think, like, somebody who hasn't experienced a lot of, um, a lot of pain, a lot of unpleasant things, and, like, somebody who didn't deal with them head-on, life is really, uh, it consists of a lot of anxiety and worry, and you, you're constantly thinking about the things that may happen, and it's going to make you less likely to actually go out and try to experience things, and I think we were talking about that in our last episode, um, and I'd say... The more you deal with and the more pain you experience, the more you have to overcome. Um, yeah, I think the more you sort of develop this mentality of, 
You know, whatever happens is going to happen, and I will overcome it. So you're sort of just like, you're, you're more present, and you're just going to let the things that happen, you're going to let them happen. Um, and I'd say you're, gonna, you're probably going to get more out of life, and you're going to worry less, and you're going to be less anxious about what may happen. Truly go with the flow. Yeah, dude, like this current that's in the water right now, I just visualize, <laughs> visualize myself um, in that water on a raft, and I'm just floating down with a smile on my face and a big hang loose sign on my fingers. And sometimes the water's choppy and the raft falls over and, and you get tossed and turned by the water, but that doesn't mean you can't learn how to swim, buddy. And dude, you know, one day I just visualize, visualize myself swimming laps on these motherfuckers. And then, you know, maybe one day um, I'll look back, you know, in the tide that I'm swimming in, and you'll be right behind me, buddy. And uh, I'll and I'll realize that we've been floating down this tide together all these years. The river that is. And you know, in English class, they talk about extended metaphors, but you know, I dare them to tell me something about extended metaphors because <laughs> I'm the king. And I will be floating down this tide for the rest of my life. And it will be a great journey because I will truly be there. And I will not be looking down at myself as I float, but I will be within myself truly feeling the tide and feeling the groove of the water, the motion of the ocean. I was born from the water and I will die in the water. No, that's a little bit more morbid than uh, you know what we were just Hell talking about. Yeah, and I think man. you just kind of ruined it. Hell yeah. Uh, but on that note, I think we're going to stop it here. And this will be part one of the whole episode on experience. And uh, we will record a part two to, the, to our fourth episode on experience. And uh, at that, we will end. And we will join you in part two. And we will end here, and this is where we will end, and <laughs> we will end it now. Is that what I was... Was I kind of doing that? No. no. Oh, okay. Because you're making me self-conscious now, and I can't really relate you to our... Be. You should be. Uh, you know, I'm going to disconnect now, and I'm never going to experience anything ever again, and you're going to be... You're going to be... You're, you'll have blood on your hands. I mean, every other day, right? No, dude, I do it like four times a day. I'm really lonely. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, bye. <laughs>